morning, good afternoon, good evening, or stream, but already this, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I am Eagle Falcon. We have quite a lot to talk about today. Intel. Intel, Intel, Intel. It is not looking good for Intel at all. There is no other way to look at it. AMD shooting themselves in the foot in addition to things looking good for in, for AMD and just there's so much to talk about but first I want to talk about a story that uh, broke in the middle of me recording Eagle Eyes on Tech last week but I didn't talk about it last week because I wanted first to hear the other side And I'm glad I did. Because the other side... The other side of this story is the story. Without a doubt. There's no other way to describe it. It's no secret that there's been kind of a... Me Too movement. Among the gaming and Twitch community. There, there's no other way to describe it. Victims sharing their stories. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. How there were... I think it was something like 135 documented stories. Some of which, mind you, were 100% fabricated. But many of them were not. And a large chunk of them leading to the end of careers. For example, we talked a couple weeks ago about who, how Ubisoft gutted a number of executives over these accusations. Granted, they didn't talk too much about it, but I mean, you don't get rid of someone, especially in the higher-ups, unless you're able to Confirm said stories. This leads us to oh, okay. Someone in the chat does want me to does is correct. They technically weren't terminated. They were just said, "Hey, buddy, pal, friend, you need to resign. You need to stop working here. You need to leave." As peacefully as possible. They they were were fired, but they weren't fired. It's kind of a... It's it's weird how how that works. But we all have seen that sort of thing before. This leads to... If you noticed last week... I was a bit distracted towards the end of the first segment... It was because this was just linked to me. An accusation regarding Twitch streamer Caleb Hart. Now, admittedly, I am going to gloss over a lot of details today. I'm going to gloss over a lot of the story. Because the story is very detailed 
it gets it it it, it gets pretty um troubling to say the least. And I'm going to clean up a lot of it just doing this very very brief summary cuz this I don't want to do an entire 1 hour segment on just this story. And believe me, I could. I very easily could. But basically he was accused of having sexual rela- relations with a streamer, game developer, voice actress known as her, her handle Barbie X Edge. She has publicly published the story and in addition posted with the story an entire log through Twitter DMs between herself and Caleb Hart specifically talking about how Caleb got her pregnant and Caleb demanding her to terminate the pregnancy prematurely and even giving her a large sum to do so and go away. Now I have gone through and tried to find any sort of evidence that these have been doctored. The first thing that stands out is that the profile picture used is one that Caleb didn't have four years ago. However, I have been able to independently confirm, as well as a member of my moderator team has also confirmed, that when you take screenshots of your Twitter log, it uses the person's current profile picture. So despite the fact that these particular screenshots have Caleb with a current, and I can confirm that the that this is in fact his current profile picture, it is still very possible that that's the case. The only other bit of evidence saying that these might have been doctored is the fact that the font looks thinner and thicker in random spots in the lettering, but that can very easily just be an artifacting process of uploading the pictures to the Google Docs document. So independently, I'm fairly confident these are real. What's more damning is that Caleb is not trying to say that these are fake. Caleb's response, actually, that is the real story here. There's no other way to describe it. At the start of of his stream, that same day where this came out, 
He brought his mother onto the stream to say that the whole thing is made up despite the fact that he confirmed that chunks of it did happen and actually the the lump sum amount that that Barbie censored in her entire story Caleb confirmed was $7,000 which I I mean anyway to which at that point they publicly said that it was her own fault this happened and if she pursued further they would sue for defamation what is wrong with you what on earth were you thinking it's uh... okay look you you made a mistake four years ago why oh why would you blow off your own foot like this with a rocket launcher I don't think Caleb realizes this, but any chance he has in the speedrunning community of growing is dead. Just straight up dead. There's no other way to describe it. There is no speedrunning event in existence that is going to have him. None. Zip. Zero. Nada. On top of that, you Google his name, and oh, by the way, it's his real name. His Twitch name is his real name. So you Google his real name. This is going to pop up. Any future you had is dead. All because you decided to threaten the accuser. It blows me away that not only was his first instinct to be this much of a douchebag, but that he doesn't do anything, literally anything to try and be remorseful. That is the killer. And the fact that you've even brought your parents, your own parents, into this mess and had your parents step into the same douchebaggery as yourself. It blows me away. Other streamers 
have even publicly gone out. I believe this is the one I ha have here. I've actually got, I, I've, I've got so many tweets here of the reactions of, of other people in the speedrunning community. Here we go. From BK. This streamer in particular has publicly offered 50 grand to Barbie's legal defense to pursue forward. I'll tell you this right now. Unless Caleb actually files suit, I guarantee you Barbie doesn't have to do a thing. Here's, here's probably the part that is the worst of this. Technically, and I could be wrong, there could be some law that has been broken, but technically, as far as I'm aware, no law has actually been broken. It's just scummy behavior that is not publicly acceptable. As far as I'm aware, I could be wrong. There could be some, something that could be pursued. I'll admit, I'm not a legal expert. Plus, I'm pretty sure if I ever became a legal expert, I would literally go insane. But the point is now, there has been action after action after action that Caleb has done in the past that has had people frown. Frown upon... His actions. People, uh, people in my chat ha have been mentioning some that uh, I'm not going to mention just because um, I don't feel clever enough to phrase it in a way that would definitely not get me in trouble with some of the podcasting platforms. That's kind of the problem. That is, that is part of the problem, actually, with doing a podcast like mine on so many different podcasting platforms. Each one has similar... Guidelines that I have to follow. But I don't know them all off the top of my head. But needless to say, he has shown... He has used questionable language in the past. Has actually gotten suspended on Twitch for accidentally showing a racial slur on his stream, which admittedly... He did show some remorse there. And actually, the, the, the best part about this is that those of us in the RPG streaming community and the speedrunning community have said that Caleb, that Caleb seems to have been... has been clean up his act. Gone. And unfortunately, for those of us who wanted to see see that large stream clean up a bit, his community is still just as toxic as ever. And it's a shame. Now, does this mean that 
Caleb's career at Twitch is over. No. I'm sure there'll be calls to Twitch to have them ban Caleb. But I mean, if you can't, if Twitch won't even ban someone who has chucked a cat on stream and fed it vodka, I'm sure Caleb is going to be safe, which is a shame. I do think his I, I do think he has peaked I don't think Caleb is going to be growing all that much cuz the cuz again you google Caleb Hart now not only would you see some of the questionable stuff from before but now this will haunt him for life And already, tons of big names within the speedrunning community have pretty much blacklisted him. He's already been back blacklisted from the biggest speedrunning event there is. Game's done quick. I don't know what uh, RPG Limit Break's stance is. I'm 99% certain that... If they haven't blacklisted him yet, they're going to. I have a hard time imagining there's... I have a very hard time imagining RPG Limit Break wouldn't. I'll put it that way. And the worst part about this is I don't think Caleb even realizes just how bad this hurts his future. As I've said time and time again, mistakes are fine as long as you learn from them. I think Caleb is physically incapable of learning from this. Literally, it's just... But hey, I mean, if you were Caleb, you could always just move forward with that, with that suit. You could do that. See how that affects your future. I hate to break it to you. Even if you somehow win, you're still going to have in the public record, anytime anyone Googles your name, your real name, because your real name is your streamer name, they will know that you were accused of scummy behavior, that you didn't provide any sort of solid evidence or any sort of plausible defense for why the story is made up or defend against it. Just generically, it's all made up without giving anything and that your only defense was I'll sue maybe that's why this stands out so much 
His defense for being accused is the same sort of reaction you'd get from a video game villain. I'm just saying, when your defense matches the exact sort of behavior that a villain from Persona 5 would do, that might not have been the best plan. I'll just say this. The people who are defending this, they're trying to defend Caleb. You are letting... I, I, I talk fairly often. I don't know how often I do, do on the podcast or on the stream, but I talk quite a bit about how you need to look at the evidence and think about it logically rather than thinking emotionally. The evidence that is currently presented shows that, well, the accuser, the accuser's story is correct, and the accusee, well, they have the behavior of someone who's guilty. That's just the only way I look at this as someone looking at this logically as trying to go through and see how much of this is believable. So those who are defending Caleb, I mean, I don't know how you can defend this. I just don't because everything because the only thing you're looking on is just blind faith that the guy who has shown scummy behavior on camera scummy behavior in stories and now scummy behavior in in what appears to be fair in what appears to be Twitter logs is somehow not scummy. And that is about as close-minded as you can get. That's all I'll say on the matter. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we'll actually get into actual tech news and move away from Twitch Drama. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Now, 23 minutes into the into the show, let's actually start the show, shall we? There's a novel thought. 
There is a new little Android tool called Android Lockbox, and it lets Google monitor third-party Android app usage. And already, you just me mentioning this, you already know what the two sides of this story are. On one side, oh my God, Google be be harvesting my data and stalking me and looking what all my things do. Oh my God! And then the other side being, oh good, there's a tool that lets Google find out if apps like TikTok are going ahead and scanning your clipboard and monitoring keystrokes every one quarter of a millisecond. And guess what? Good! Absolutely! There should be a tool that lets Android developers try to go ahead and figure out hey is there a third-party app that is abusing what it can do people in the live chat right now are trying to figure out what kind of impression that was and uh the correct answer was um it was supposed to be a western hillbilly and then got pretty bill cosby there and uh i don't know it just kind of happened That's the that's the only that's, that's all I can call it. So in any case, this exists. Be aware. And for those of you who, who are for those of you who are Hill Billy Bill Cosby impressions or whatever, talking about privacy, I hate to break it to you. But your Android phone has been stalking you for a long, long time, and it's not even subtle about it. I talked about it when I actually switched back from an iPhone, which, by the way, I recently uh, looked back at some of my clips for a uh, YouTube video. And one of them I actually did, in fact, use my iPhone to get a bad reaction out of Siri. And it's just like, wow. That feels so long ago. <laughs> but I even talked about how it felt kind of jarring. Because the instant you get a new Android phone, it starts talking about, it's like, oh, hey, we noticed you visited this. You want to leave a review? Hey, look, you just visited an IHOP. You want to leave, leave it a review? Hey, you just did this. You just did that. So to those same people, why are you surprised that your Android phone is spying on you? By the way, here's a spoiler for you. Your iPhone is spying on you too. It's just more subtle about it. You know, not to pop your bubble too harshly. Speaking of spying, Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, Tim Cook, and I don't know who this last person is. 
Peachai? Who's Peachai? Sundar Pichai, that I have most likely mispronounced, is the current CEO of Alphabet. Uh, Chat said, you visited Thailand. Would you like to get tested? Yeah, exactly. Someone in chat just said, hey, Echo, are you spying on me? I actually don't know if uh, if I asked my Echo anything, if it would actually come up on the podcast. Okay, e- Echo, stop. Stop. Echo, stop. Echo! Echo! Stop! Okay, for those listening to the podcast, uh, yes, my Echo actually did respond, start talking about another podcast, and no, it did not get picked up on the on the actual podcast recording at all. Completely accidental. I'm going to go mute my Echo now. Anyway, back to the point. These four CEOs are going to be at a antitrust hearing, and it's being rescheduled for Wednesday. So now you too will now know that there will be a hearing involving these three, or these four rather, about antitrust within the United States, and that most likely... Nothing will happen. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that supposed to be a spoiler? I'll, I'll tell you right now. Nothing is gonna is gonna happen regarding these four. Not immediately, anyway. In an election year, in 2020, when literally everything else is happening in the world. Heck no, nothing's going to happen to these four companies. At all. Uh. Next year, though. Next year, something might happen. Big might. But that's starting to get a little too political for my tastes. So instead, we're just going to talk about how... uh, Amazon has been reportedly investing in startups and then then taking their proprietary information before launching competitors to those startups to then crush said startups in the process. Oh, so that's why the secret bracelet never came out. It wasn't because it was a flawed concept from the get-go. It was because Amazon stole all the technology and never made a... Wait a minute. Okay, serious talk, though. This is a... If not illegal, very, very scummy behavior. Without a doubt. Uh, oh, Amazon. 
how you continue to help us so much and yet make all the complaint about Walmart look like nothing by comparison. Like here, we're going to get a little off topic for a second. But you remember, like, what, six, seven years ago? How Walmart was uh, targeted for being um, very very anti-consumer and killing small businesses and whatnot. Doesn't that seem like nothing compared to Amazon now? And everything going on right now with the coronavirus and the fact that everyone is very, very reluctant to step into a store unless they absolutely have to is really only helping the Amazonification even further. Yeah, someone in chat said that uh, Bezos was was watching all the... um, all the protests against Walmart and then was and then just walked up to them and just said hold my beer and then bam <laughs> here we are let's get back on topic let's talk about how intel said man you know how you were dis- disappointed with us before well hold my beer cuz i have a new layer of disappointment for you Woo! So we reported uh, several months ago about how Intel said they weren't going to focus too much on 10 nanometer. They were just going to kind of push out what they had for 10 nanometer, but not look to improve it any further and just push on forward to 7 nanometers. That was the plan. Well, surprise! 7 nanometer is delayed until 20, until late 2022 or, or early 2023. <sighs> You're not going to have an answer to Ryzen. You're not going to have an answer to AMD absolutely kicking your tail. Absolutely making you look like a complete and utter joke. Until two years from now? Oh! And, uh, yes. This was announced during their earnings call. Because they had to. And, yes. Their stock took a hit. It took a hit. And it's funny. <laughs> Someone in chat is joke is I'm not sure if they're joking or serious, but there's uh, but they're saying, hey, they had a potential solution. Intel could have just used TMM TSMC fabs. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. Because Intel during their earnings call did say We are looking at third-party chip manufacturing as an option. 
I know my claps aren't picked up by the mic, but how can you not just slow clap at Intel? Intel, who said gluing chips together to make a CPU is never going to work. As the glued together CPUs absolutely kick Intel's tail. There's no other way to phrase it. And of course, Intel was also the one that says, man, if you're not making your own CPU, if you're not manufacturing your own chips, you're just, you're just not a, you're just not a chip maker. Hiring a third party fad. That's, that's just, that's quitters talk. I don't have the exact quote in front of me, obviously, but here they are. Here they are, looking to just outsource the manufacturing entirely. Wow. How many in the tech space have been saying, don't rule out Intel yet? Don't rule out Intel yet. There's no way Intel is just going to let their butts get kicked this hard. Well, it looks like they're going to be delaying their comeback and just allowing their butts to be kicked for at least two more years. Now, someone in chat did ask how long until someone just buys Intel in a hostile takeover. I don't think that's going to be happening anytime soon. I just don't. Despite the fact that... uh, Intel, you know, since Apple did, you know, bail out on Intel, there is still, Intel is still manufacturing quite a lot. Intel still gets money from Thunderbolt, which is becoming a bigger and bigger, more widely accepted standard. Apple is still going to be using Thunderbolt, despite the fact that Apple is going all ARM. Intel still makes some of the best SSDs out there in the enterprise. Intel also makes Optane storage, which is used very heavily in the enterprise market, as well as the enthusiast workstation market. Intel still has a lot going for it, and Intel will be able to stand on its feet for a while, just on the other aspects of itself that is not CPUs. That being said, holy cow, how can you feel a CPU this hard? <gasps> I will say this much, though. Do not invest in AMD just yet. Because <laughs> now, now is like the wrong time to invest in AMD. Because I think right now they have peaked. That being said, though, I am not a market expert. Like when this news came out, that's the time to sell AMD. Because, <laughs> man... Intel shot down and AMD shot up, and there's going to be a correction there. 
if there hasn't already. All right, let's shift gears radically. Well, actually, speaking of things that are on fire, while Intel's plans are on fire, a new firmware attack can set your device on fire. A hack known as Bad Power attacks the firmware on the ch- on the chip that controls how much voltage and watts goes to... No, actually, no, it is just voltage. How much voltage goes to your cell phone, tablet, or whatever that's using the fast charge and just has it combust. <laughs> oh boy, that that's uh that's not good for anyone involved. That's a bad time. The only real way to um to avoid this kind of attack is uh Yeah, just 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 use fast chargers you trust. Just use the charger that came with your device. Don't don't go out and get like super sketch no name freaking uh fast chargers cuz the 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 firmware that's that's actually corrupted with this kind of attack is on the charger itself. Just don't just don't do it. It's going to be a bad time. All right, and before we get to... Actually, we have plenty of time. Never mind. I want to talk really briefly about... Um, kind of back to the topic of how the world is changing. We have two movies now that have been delayed by a year. Because of the COVID-19 pandemic. A Quiet Place 2 and Top Gun Maverick, both, have been delayed. Many, many more movies have also been delayed. Now, we spoke briefly earlier about how Amazon is just absolutely killing it when it comes to retail. Because of their model of no contact at all, you can get anything you want. Heck, here, here's actually a here's actually a story in my personal life. We just recently got a new piece of equipment. It doesn't have an air filter. It just takes the same kind of air filter you would get for, say, a home furnace. It takes an 18 inch by 18 inch air filter, 18 by 18 by one. So I went to the, the local hardware store. They didn't have it. I went to a bigger hardware store. They didn't have it. I went to an even bigger hardware store. They didn't have it. I went out of town. 
to the biggest Menards in southeastern Wisconsin. Menards, I don't know how big Menards is outside of Wisconsin, but Menards is one of the biggest hardware store chains here in in Wisconsin. I went to the biggest one that exists in my area. It's It's out in Pewaukee. Or not Pewaukee, Waukesha. They didn't have it. You know who did have it? Amazon. And Amazon is able to get it to me, and they're going to have it to me today. So that when I go into into work later today to go go do a l- little bit of uh, a little bit of work, I can go install that filter, and they'll have it to start to start using the piece of equipment Monday morning. And then on top of that, you have the nu- the new oh, all these stores. You have to get screened. You have to have a mask. I actually had to go out and get my own mask because I got sick of wearing the disposable ones that are that. Granted, they're they're hospital issued and actually are you know fairly well. But I got sick of wearing that, so I went and got, got my own. According to someone in chat here, the family-owned company Menards was established in 1958, is headquartered in, in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and has more than 300 home-improved stores, inclu- in, including Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, North Dakota, Ohio, Ohio's not real, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Neat. So it exists in flyover country and nowhere else. I love how it is, in fact, just like every single every single state that's that's just considered oh, that's just flyover country. <laughs> every single one. That that amuses me greatly. Uh, but anyway, back back to the whole thing. One thing a lot of people have been wondering is how is retail going to survive the COVID nineteen pandemic? There's a lot of speculation that certain industries, certain genres of stores are just not going to exist. Now, I think a lot of that is a bit fear-mongering, but... At the same time, I have to ask, how is a movie theater going to survive? How? They, they can't fill up the theaters to the capacity they used to. 
And on top of that, they're not going to have pretty much anything to show. I mean, let's say you rope off, or even let's say you rearrange your theater so it's only like, you know, a handful of really comfortable seats, nicely spaced from each other, and that's it. That's all you're, that's all you're allowed. Think about how much that ticket's going to cost. Someone in chat says you gotta love how drive-ins, drive-in theaters are having a resurgence. It's true. There actually is a uh, one theater out in uh, out in my neck of the woods or close to it that um, they went and reset up their parking lot into a drive-in theater style. After getting approval from the city to do it. And I, I gotta give him credit. Well done. Well done. Again, I can't help but slow clap. Even though it can't be picked up. Anyway. And that's fine. That's all fine and well for now. What the heck are they going to show in the fall? What are you going to show at the start of next year? Is everything just going to move to a Netflix streaming-like style? Will the whole concept of going to the movie theaters with friends be dead? Should it be dead? It's a lot of things to think about. For what just started as a disease that many people, and myself included, just wrote off as, oh, hey, look. There's a really strong version of the flu. It is going to have much, much bigger, longer lasting changes than just the number of people getting sick or the number of people that perish. It is going to change a lot in life. And I do hope that many businesses and many industries that are threatened now do survive. Heck, my own, my own field. I, I currently uh, own a uh, dry clean and commercial laundry plant. I know our business will be fine because we service healthcare linen. But I look at the number of residential orders that we have. And I look at the other smaller dry cleaners down the street from us that are our competition. 
I don't know how they're going to live. I don't know how they're going to stay in business. With fewer and fewer people going, going out to eat and dressing up for any kind of those events. I think a lot of the chains will probably die. Heck, um, I again, I uh, this is another chain that I don't know how big it is outside of Wisconsin, but um, for example, in in our same field, uh, Martinizer, which is a big uh, dry cleaning chain, I question whether they will survive. Because all they do is residential pickups they don't do any commercial at all we're gonna take a break here when we come back let's talk about that uh that xbox event and how uh very how the xbox really did not show up at its own event at all Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. The Sony website has shown that PS5 pre-orders are imminent. We should know the answer to the dreaded question. Will the PlayStation 5 cost more than $500? And the answer to that question is, we still don't know. But, apparently, there is going to be a limit as to how many PlayStation 5s you can buy. There is apparently going to be a hard limit of one console per household for the PlayStation 5. Now, I, for one, am appalled. I am Aggravated. I am annoyed that this limitation is put in. How am I supposed to get 600 of these into a server rack and link them all together to create one giant AI using what appears to be alien computers to create a real Hatsume Miku? The dream of the Vocaloid supercomputer is dead. It's all Sony's fault. In all seriousness, though, I understand why the limit is put in. They want to make sure that scalpers don't abuse these to to heck and back. They already went ahead and saw what happened to Elgato, what happened to TC Helicon. They saw how COVID-19 has affected the supply of electronics. They want to make sure 
that nothing like that happens to the PlayStation 5. The last thing they want is on launch to see the PlayStation 5 be available only on eBay and on Amazon for two grand. That's what they're trying to avoid. I get it. That being said, this will not stop that. Much like how Apple always fails to stop the jailbreakers, much how Wiley Coyote fails to catch the Roadrunner, I hate to break it to Sony, but those who want to get multiples are going to find a way. Try as you might, there is going to be a way it will be found. Chat is actually mentioning the most obvious one that I somehow missed. What happened to the Nintendo Switch? And I'll I'll tell you, speaking of the Switch, you know what actually drove me literally nuts? As far as the Switch, I get emails, and they're automated by eBay. I know they're automated. Because no, no mortal would send out an email... To no one, no one from you would send out an email saying, "Hey, you can get a Nintendo Switch for eighty-seven percent off." And you look at the email, and it's just like, "Oh wow, eighty-seven percent off for a Switch is magically what a Switch sells for normally." What are the odds? The supply is back, and look at that. The, the price of a Switch went from $6 million and your kidney down to two ninety nine. Huh. Funny, that. That's amazing. Chat says, buy one off Wish. Uh, don't Here's what I'll say about Wish.com. Do not buy anything you want to use off Wish.com. I'll just... I'll just lay it out like that. I have not heard a single story that, um... I'm sorry about that one guy who uh, just got uh, who just got purged because he typed in the chat wish.com. Sorry about that. But I have never heard a single story about oh hey look I bought a pair of shoes on wish.com and they they actually are they actually are functional. Ten out of ten would recommend. Literally no one. Shifting gears radically with no way to uh, segue into it. There are now seven Hong Kong VPN providers that have been accused of exposing private data. Uh, 
yikes. Actually, honestly, right now, everything involving Hong Kong is one giant big yikes. It's it's not looking good over there. I'm not going to get into details about it here, but I do recommend you go on your own time, look it up, and get informed. Because, uh, man, the things have escalated in Hong Kong. But the fact that there's also, you know, seven VPN providers there that are just casually leaking out data... In a time in Hong Kong where getting information out is important, that is not something you want to know, you want to find out. Because, of course, with the China regime kind of closing in on Hong Kong, finding out that uh, you oppose that regime because your VPN kind of leaked that out. That could lead to one very dangerous knock on the door. And just that thought alone is horrifying. Let's shift gears over to TSMC before I get even more depressed. TSMC is going to be halting chip supplies to Huawei in two months. That is... uh. That is, that's even worse news to Huawei than the UK bailing on Huawei. Because last I checked, I don't, I do not believe Huawei manufactures their own chips. I'm pretty sure that's all outsourced to TSMC. I could be wrong. I probably am wrong. But to know that one of the biggest third-party semiconductor manufacturers is just saying, yeah... I think we're done with you. Everything's looking pretty bad for you, so... Bye. Yeah. That really doesn't bode well for you. At all. I'm sorry here, I I have to adjust my AC unit. The rest... I am actually now legitimately feeling the rest of the room warm up as the outside heats up. And I want this AC to, like, blast directly at me because that's the only way I'm going to survive in the way my apartment is insulated. Now, that being said, if you're worried about TSMC losing a customer in Huawei, don't worry. It appears that TSMC is going to be manufacturing all of the Apple Silicon Chips which appears to be the name that Apple is going to be using for their own processors. For some reason. At least they have that going for them. (sighs) I still wonder how much more powerful these chips are going to be. I still think, despite the fact that um, that Intel really is kind of in a big slump, I still think Apple switching their own ARM chips and going solely on ARM might be one of the worst decisions they've made. I'll, I'm probably wrong. I'll probably be prove, proven wrong by the end of the year. 
but I still think Apple should have considered either switching to AMD or here's a better idea. Actually cool your bloody chips. What a concept. Freaking going ahead and actually designing a thermal solution like literally everyone else on the planet to actually properly cool it instead of plopping an aluminum heat sink on a chip and then having the fan on the opposite end of the laptop. I still can't believe that is an actual product. You know the other thing I'm noticing? Apple is spending a lot of money. And I do mean a lot of money. Trying to sell... (laughs) Trying to sell the MacBook Air on Twitter. I hate to break it to you, Apple... We've seen the inside. We've seen that you have intentionally put on a thermal solution that is absolutely hot garbage. We know. All right, let's talk about the let's talk about the a- Xbox showcase. Xbox had their, what would you call it, showcase for what games are going to be coming on the Xbox Series X. I'll just get the highlight out of the way. The highlight is that every single game that was showcased for the Xbox Series X will be available on Xbox Pass. So if you want to go with the Netflix route of just shelling out, I think it's what, $10, $15 a month, and just get access to the entire category at will... It's honestly looking like a very good, compelling offer. But I want to talk about what was lacking during the showcase. The Xbox Series X. What part of that entire... The entire one-hour showcase really showed how much the Series X can flex. Can show what that chip can do. Can show just how much that processor is going to be able to do. How much the GPU is be able to do. The only game that had any reasonable amount of actual in-game footage was Halo Infinite. And it looked like an early Xbox One game. It looked awful. The graphics showed almost no decent lighting 
The shadow effects looks like it came from an early version of World of Warcraft. The detail looked awful, to say the least. And I I said on the early bird briefing that I'm willing to bet that this was, for Halo, Halo Infinite, the Xbox One version. But here's the best part, and chat's already going, it's a console, what did you expect? Except it's not! It wasn't! It wasn't on the Xbox One and it wasn't on the Xbox Series X! It ran on a PC! The demo they showed! For all I can, for, I can only assume, based on the quality of graphics, it must have ran on a freaking Asus E freaking netbook. I don't actually know that for a fact, but they said they ran it on a PC, and that the features of ray tracing and the high fidelity capabilities of what it can do on the Series X was not ready yet. Then why did you show it? Why did you bother? You clearly were not ready to show this to the world. So why did you do it? Nobody else had anything ready. You had nothing. And you... The entire Halo Infinite team, their entire marketing team right now, looks like a bunch of incompetent morons. That is the only other way I can describe it. Because now you know what everyone's going to say when they talk about Halo Infinite. And they're going to be talking about this for months, if not years. The only thing that's going to be coming up Anytime you talk about Halo Infinite, is going to be the terrible low-res screenshot of that one alien face that looks like a low-res gorilla. The Halo Infinite team has single-handedly killed a large chunk of the Xbox Series X hype. Just straight up. (sighs) And of course, with that, the sales, as someone in the chat just pointed out. Now here's the thing. You want the earliest predict you want the easiest prediction in the world. What we're gonna see for Halo Infinite is gonna look nothing like what they showcased. I guarantee it. 
You want to know what you're also probably going to hear? Depending on how much this is talked about. I'm willing to bet Halo Infinite is going to be delayed. Or maybe it won't be. Because here's the thing. Halo Infinite is supposedly the last Halo game that will ever be made. But it is going to be updated over and over and over and over again. Much like Destiny. All right, just be honest. Just just be honest. You made it look like hot garbage, so it would run on a freaking netbook. So it would run on my freaking... What generation is it? Fourth gen, fifth gen, ultra low voltage Core i5? You took the WoW approach, didn't you? You wanted this game to run on a toaster, didn't you? Come on, be honest. That was your plan, wasn't it? Ah, boy. I'll I'll tell you this right now. There's only two moments within the Xbox showcase that actually look good. It was A the the news that Obsidian is working on an RPG that is very Elder Scrolls like called Avowed and B the fact that a new studio is going to try their hand at trying to make Fable great again. Which is going to be very difficult because, man, you want to talk about a franchise that was kind of shoved down into the dirt and kicked while it was down. Uh, Fable is that, uh, Fable's that franchise. Chat is questioning whether Fable was ever great. Ah, I'd say the first Fable was pretty good. Fable 2 was, I would say, a solid 6 out of 10. I'd say a 6 out of 10 is, is, pretty, is pretty much where I'd put Fable 2. Fable 3, though, I never played Fable 3. I can't remember why I never played Fable 3. And I think before I was like convincing myself to get Fable 3, I was then told by a friend, do not under any circumstances get Fable 3. It it did things that made me feel like the the entire 40 hours I sunk into it was an entire waste of bloody time. But this time around, there is a different team in charge of Fable. So we'll see. Someone else is getting a chance at the Fable franchise. Maybe it'll be good. 
I'll be keeping an eye on it. Don't worry. And knowing how and knowing me, I will probably also be streaming it. For better or or worse. Let's shift gears radically to probably the biggest No. Really? Ever released. NVIDIA has already released one of the brand new Ampere GPUs. It is called the A100, and it is a supercomputer grade GPU that is designed, well, for supercomputers, for server environments. It is a GPU with 6,912 CUDA cores, 40 gigabytes of HBM2 memory, and a whole lot of other specs that makes it absolutely disgusting and makes me want it right now to see if it can run Crisis. Spoiler alert, it can. And now, to the surprise of literally no one, NVIDIA, the company that currently owns the record for the fastest GPU... Well, the A100 has been benchmarked, and guess what? The next generation of the fastest GPU is now, in fact, the fastest GPU. No! Hey, hey, did you hear? The newest version of the, of the fastest car in the world? is faster than the previous fastest car in the world. I think it's more surprising that this is actually a headline. That someone actually thought that it's going to be shocking. Shocking! That the A100 was going to beat out the T100. Quick, raise your hand. Who's shocked by this? That? No? Okay. Now, to be fair, as someone in the chat points out, the A100 does beat out the previous record holder by 43%. That is shocking. That is a big improvement. Which then kind of leads to that whole thought that the next generation RTX 3000 series might in fact be 30-40% faster than the RTX 2000 series. Maybe there's some proof to that. Maybe we actually will see massive improvements. Maybe we will also see massive price hikes. Oh, no. Man, I hope not. I really... I'm, I'm telling you. As much as I probably will for my next PC get an RTX 3000 series because I trust NVIDIA's stability more than I do AMD's. Man, I hope, I really do hope AMD's big Navi GPUs 
really, really do make NVIDIA sweat a little bit. I really do. NVIDIA is getting way too comfortable. And the last thing I want to see is a $3,000 price tag on an RTX 3090. I really hope we don't see that. Just like I also hope we don't see NVIDIA buying ARM. Wait, what? So I talked about this last week, right? How the current holder of the company ARM is looking to sell it. I don't know if it's the fact, if if it was the heat, or if it was just the massive amount of stuff going on in life in general. But for some reason, it didn't click in my head that company looking to sell ARM means that other companies are going to be looking to buy ARM. I don't know why my brain didn't think that the square peg would go into the square hole. But in any case... There are reports that NVIDIA could be the one to buy ARM. But now here's the real question. Will they? What if Intel buys it? There's an interesting thought. What about Apple? What about AMD? Well, I know Apple can't, and chat actually pointed out the reason why. There would be huge antitrust problems with Apple buying ARM. AMD and Intel, as Chad is pointing out, probably also couldn't for a very similar reason, which then raises the question, can NVIDIA? NVIDIA does make ARM-based chips as well. It's the NVIDIA. NVIDIA does make the Tegra processor. So would they run into a similar thing? And now you see the weird rabbit hole I I jumped down. And I'll be honest, I'm not a legal expert. I don't know how this is going to go down. I guess only time will tell. Needless to say, though, this will get interesting. You know what would be horrifying? If Huawei acquired ARM. But Huawei can't do it because of antitrust. You think Huawei cares? Ugh. 
Man, that would be a... That would be a nightmare. Chat says it would be blocked if Huawei tried. I think the real question is by who? Because it's currently owned by SoftBank, which is a Japanese-based company. Huawei is in China, so it would have to be either Chinese government or the Japanese government that would have to step in. I would hope the Japanese government would step in. I really do would hope if that's the case. Because, man, Huawei buying ARM would be horrifying. And I want to be clear. There is no evidence suggesting that Huawei is interested in doing it. Someone in chat says ARM is UK based. ARM, it, the ARM company is based in the UK, but currently SoftBank, who owns ARM, is based in Japan. So there's that. All right, now shifting gears radically, we have another bit of confusing news. AMD has released Ryzen 4000! That didn't have enough echo. Ryzen 4000 is out! But not really. Wait, what do you mean by that? So, here's the thing. There are Ryzen 4000 mobile processors, right? Well, these are Ryzen 4000 G-series desktop parts that are released only to system manufacturers. Dell, HP, Lenovo. They can use these new processors, and here's the best part. Unlike the Ryzen 4000 series processors we're supposed to be seeing later on, these are Ryzen, or I'm sorry, are Zen 2 based parts. What? All right. So you have Ryzen 1000. That's the first generation. Those are based on on Zen 1. CPUs. Okay? Then you had Ryzen 2000, which is a refinement of Zen 1, or commonly referred to as Zen 1 Plus. Then you have Ryzen 3000 series, which is Zen 2. And there were big improvements over Zen 1. All right? Ryzen 4000, which is supposed to be launching soon, TM. We actually have a story about that coming up next. Is based on Zen 3. Except for these parts. These 4000 G series processors are Zen 2 based. By the way, that whole thing about all Ryzen 3000 series processors being Zen 2 based, that's a lie. 
certain 3000 series are actually Zen 1 Plus based. But that's confusing and infuriating. Yes, it is! Ah! Leave it to a GPU manufacturer to make numbers that make no sense. How many times can you count that NVIDIA has pulled this stuff off? What's that? You liked the, uh... Well, the G... The... The GTX freaking... 650 and 650 Ti are actually Maxwell-based, which is the 700 series, but everything else is Kepler-based. Remember that nonsense? Or heck, how about the GTX 640 and 630, or actually no, 630 and 620 that was actually Fermi-based, which was a furnace that also made graphics. Whereas Kepler was much more efficient. Yeah, remember that sort of nonsense? We have the same sort of stuff going on with Ryzen! <laughs> Why? Why do you do this to us? Is it so much to ask? For a, for a company that makes tech to come up with a numbering system... That just makes sense and is easy to follow. Can we just please count to 10 without repeating a number six times? I don't want to go one, two, 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 three, two, four, two, three, five. It's infuriating! AMD, just count to 10! Just count to 10! That's all we want! <sighs> Can you tell that I hate this stuff? I really do. Heck, I, I miss a time when I used to be able to look at a Dell model number and actually able to tell how it made sense. Yeah, chat said at least Sony knows how to count to 10. They're doing a great job. They've gone from one to two to three to four to 4.5 to five. At least there it made sense. Yeah, okay. We we had a PlayStation 4 Pro. That's basically the 4.5. At least it made sense. At least there isn't a Oh, by the way, here's here's the PS4 Lite. JK, it's actually a PS3. That's what would happen if AMD ran Sony. I'm just telling you that right now. Gotta be so much work. Maybe that's what's going on going on with the Xbox. Maybe NVIDIA is actually running Microsoft. Or at least the Xbox division of Microsoft. 
maybe that's why Halo Infinite appears to have the same sort of graphic budgets as Robot Chicken. Uh, Someone in the chat says Intel would still be selling you the PlayStation 1. (laughs) Intel, you've been showing us the same PlayStation 1 for the last 10 years. Woo! Chat is awfully spicy today. Now, despite this infuriating nonsense, AMD does say Zen 3 will be coming this year. Don't worry. We're still going to be spanking Intel some more this year. We're still going to be... There's no delay. Everything's fine. Ignore the fact we just released desktop 4000 chips with a bat with uh, not Zen 3 architecture on it and have failed to count to 10. Ignore that. All right, AMD, we'll be waiting. Although, real talk. If AMD tomorrow said, due to COVID-19, we have to delay the Ryzen 4000 series launch and the Zen 3 reveal until 2021. Would anyone actually be surprised? Would anyone be angry? Like, AMD right now is sitting in a great spot. Because even if they are delayed, people are going, How dare you? Yeah, 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 okay. Literally, no one will be surprised. We're going to take a break here when we come back. Let's talk phones and how Samsung appears to be the worst at keeping anything secret. Yeah, I know. More Samsung leaks. I'm shocked, too. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. So, OnePlus has had their event. They have shown off the OnePlus Nord. A phone that reminds the world what OnePlus used to be. A phone maker that was all about including all the features you could want from a super expensive phone at a low price. The OnePlus Nord is a phone that sells for only 450 US dollars. And does, in fact, happen to be a metal and glass sandwich with a fantastic camera, a high refresh display, a all-screen front display with a chunk taken out of it for your camera, like every other major phone in existence for some reason, 
and has no headphone jack, as is tradition of all high-end smartphones, because, come on, who really wants a headphone jack? Besides everyone, literally everyone wants a headphone jack. But let's not even ignore that fact. It's a a high-end, top-tier smartphone at a really low price that you can't buy in the U.S. Wait, what? Yeah, so OnePlus decided that this phone is not going to be sold in one of the biggest markets for smartphones there is in a market that is kind of looking at the high-end smartphones right now and cringing at the massive price tags on them. Keep in mind, the highest-end smartphone right now is a Samsung phone for $1,400. $1,400! I actually just messed up the order of my tabs. There we go. And the only way you can get it in the U.S. is to become a beta tester for the OnePlus Nord, review it, and you could be rewarded with getting the phone for free. Hey, OnePlus, I I don't know if you... Do you remember the old Futurama meme regarding the iPhone? Shut up and take my money. You need to listen to that meme. Shut up. Just shut up. Stop. Don't bother with the stupid freaking beta testing thing. Just sell the phone in the U.S. Just sell it again. Just just sell the phone. It's not hard. What? Do you think that us in the U.S. only care about the phone if it costs us a kidney and our left testicle? No! Just sell the phone! It's not hard! While we're at it, just sell the phone with a headphone jack. Chat is it just commented, um, now imagine if the phone was being sold only in the U.S. but not the E.U. It's the same similar kind of nonsense. It's not like the old days where you have to have a very particular modem and that modem will only work on this one particular carrier. EU exclusive, US exclusive. There's no reason to do that nonsense anymore. Just sell the phone. It's not hard. 
I guarantee you, people will buy it. <sighs> I mean, I say it's that simple, but there probably is a good reason that it's not doable. Just like there's probably a good reason that OnePlus is trying to say that, don't worry, our new truly wireless earbuds are our totally unique design and totally aren't ripping off AirPods despite the fact they are totally ripping off AirPods. I mean, here, here, go online, look up OnePlus Buds. For those of you who are watching this live, just look at the screen. Just go ahead and just tell us. Let's just think about. Think about deep and hard how these are not totally carbon copies of the AirPods. It's okay. I'll wait. I'll wait. You did it yet? All right, have you come up with a reason how they aren't carbon copies? Well, uh, they have different colors. I actually really do like the, uh, the black ones. The, bl- the black with the red accents. That's actually pretty good. I don't know about this, uh, this blue with the lime green. But, uh, no, they totally are ripoffs of the AirPods. Like, Literally, ripoffs of the AirPods. Reviews from the Linus Media Group channel known as Short Circuit also didn't have very fond things to say about them. I'll just say that much. (sighs) Chat says, to be fair, everything is a carbon copy when it comes to headphones by this point. Except they could have just not had the stock. There are earbuds that are just the bud and fit fairly well in the ear. Or, heck, you know what I'd love to see? But no one, but no one, for whatever reason, has the balls to do this. Have the bud and then have a mechanism that loops around and secures around the back of the ear. I've had Bluetooth headsets that do that, and they are by far my favorite to wear when working on the job site. They are secure. They stand up to the hot environment. They don't fall out if I get too sweaty because it's 110 degrees. everyone wants the stock no they don't you only think they do the only people who want these things that have that little stock down are either apple sheep or people that think that that stock is a status symbol no stop it stop copying apple All it does is make you look like cheap copycat Chinese knockoff companies. 
Have an original thought. Think. Use the brain. Far too many of these tech companies just decide that smooth brain thinking is the way to go. Just copy Apple. Just get rid of the headphone jack. Just have your earbuds have a stupid stalk sticking out of the damn ear so it looks like you you have a freaking chunk sticking out. It's stupid. Stop doing it. This has been driving me nuts. It really, really has. <sighs> that being said, uh, Motorola did look at um, OnePlus and their shots fired mentality for good phones at a cheap price. And they have, in fact, cut the price of the Motorola Edge down to $500. So, I mean, at least Motorola did something, and oh my god, will you look at that? You know what I see at the bottom of that phone? Huh. A headphone jack. Wow. So it does exist. Fascinating. I thought that port stopped existing. All right, you know how I made a prediction either last week or the week before about how the leaked Samsung Galaxy Fold 2 was actually just going to be the Z Flip with 5G? Well, I was wrong. Samsung just decided, all right, fine, you got us. Here's the here's the Z Flip with 5G, and you can get it for $1,450. So you too can spend almost $1,500 on a phone that has 5G with a screen so fragile that your fingernail can do permanent damage to it. But it's okay, it has foldable glass. Despite the fact there is a layer on top of it that will scratch and a material as soft as your fingernail. Just a friendly reminder. Although something I didn't realize, uh, the Z Flip apparently, I thought it was $1,500 the whole time. It actually does start at $1,380. So this 5G version of the Z Flip is actually more expensive than, than the old version of the Z Flip. And you know what's even better? The 5G version of, of the Z Flip does not support 5G millimeter wave. Why? So let me get this straight. Phone 
networks here in the U.S. at least. I can't speak for other countries, of course, because, I mean, come on, there's only so much I can keep an eye on. Companies here in the U.S., though, have been pushing 5G millimeter wave super hard, unless you're Sprint and T-Mobile, which is now the same entity, which is now the same, I mean, Sprint and T-Mobile now, is it safe to call them a two-headed giant? Are they basically the two-headed ogre? Except one of the ogres is crazy pink-haired and uh, has tried being Santa Claus on Twitter. I can't remember what T-Mobile's CEO is, but man, I remember him being like freaking Elon Musk levels of crazy for a while. But in any case... Everyone except T-Mobile and Sprint in the U.S. is working on Millimeter. And the Z Flip doesn't support Millimeter. Okay. I mean, you, uh, you, you do you. Someone in chat says that uh, Sprint T-Mobile is more like a two-headed hobbit rather than a two-headed giant. I mean... You say that, but at the same time... They are... The combined network is still... Enormous. They are a much bigger and much more competitive third option to AT&T and Verizon. I would say 200 Giant is uh, a pretty apt way of comparing them. About as big as the other two giants in the room, but with two heads. I'd say it's fair. We do have a leak out of Samsung. Whoa, what are the odds? And apparently there is going to be a Galaxy Z Fold 2. Why it's called uh, the Z Fold 2 is anyone's guess. I don't know why it isn't just called the Fold 2. But that's what the terrible low-res image, I can only assume, was downloaded off a dial-up modem came from. And we see on it, a camera bump very similar to what we've seen on the Note 20, a full-screen front display, which is more compelling, and the inside display is full-size with a hole punch in the middle of one half of the screen. (sighs) Why? Samsung, why? Why put it at the frickin' three-quarters mark on the top of the screen? Just put it in the corner! I... I do not understand. I do not understand what is going through Samsung's festering brain right now. 
I also don't get how, uh... I don't get how this leaked picture is so bad. That's probably the other compelling thing that's making me wonder if this leak is real. Because this leaked image... It, it, it looks so low res. It looks so bad. You know what else looks bad? Google Stadia looks bad. It looks so bad, in fact, that it's reported the Samsung Galaxy Note 20 is going to be pushing buyers towards Microsoft xCloud instead of Stadia. Ouch. But if that, hear me out here for a second. If ARM is the future, that's, that's what I keep hearing, right? ARM is the future of computing. X86 is dead. You all need to just dump Intel, dump AMD, just get yourself a phone and play Fortnite on it forever. Cause that's the future of gaming. You cavemen and your gaming PCs and your PlayStations and your Switches, you're living in the past, Grandpa. Just play Fortnite on your phone. Then how come phone manufacturers are pushing video game streaming so hard that use x86? This guy in the chat keeps bringing this up every time that x86 has been dead and it's now x64 or AMD 64. 64 bits, the thing. I know that, but everyone and their mother refers to the architecture as x86, so that's what I'm going to call it. I'm just saying. Everyone calls the architecture x86. Anyway, that's just my point when it comes to ARM being the future. And actually, for that fact, if ARM is the future, how come SoftBank wants to get rid of it? I know the I know they want to get rid of it for answers more complicated than just money. But you know, there there's a couple of things to think about for a second. Mozilla has now officially launched their VPN service and it's going to be available in the UK as well as in Singapore, Malaysia, New Zealand. The United States of America and Canada. To which I say, you know, you do you, Mozilla. I wish you the best of luck. VPNs, man. How many VPNs are there? There's a statistic I'd like to know. Because it seems like everyone and their mother makes a VPN. 
It's either that or some influencer is just peddling some brand that you've never heard of out of nowhere, and they're now just omnipresent. NordVPN was one for a while. Was just literally everywhere. I will say this much. I have more faith in Mozilla making a new VPN than frickin' Nope Corp that came out of nowhere. Who's the big VPN now? Nord is still out there. Private internet access, the one I see a lot more now. But then again, most of my YouTube time is spent with tech YouTubers to stay on top of things. Let's get into some of the weirder stuff. The United Kingdom and the U.S. both claim that Russia has fired a satellite weapon in space. The United States and the United Kingdom have accused Russia of testing a weapon-like projectile in space that can be used to target satellites in orbit. What am I reading? What year was this? This this sounds like some sort of onion report that would have come out after talking about the concept of launching Space Force. What? I, I... All right. Okay, BBC, which is the the news report this article has come from. Uh, just let me know when the X-Wings and the Jedi are also confirmed real. I just... Man. If it was just the U.S., I'd be like, oh, okay, great. Another wacko reported, said something, and another news organization ran with it. But the U.K. is also saying this. Weird. Weird. In other weird accusations made made by a, by a government, the United States is hatching a plan to build a quantum internet that would be unhackable because any sort of way of viewing a quantum internet would also change the information sent through it. I, uh, okay then, um, I'm just going to fully acknowledge this is above my pay grade, uh, wonder if the quantum goblins are going to leap out of my screen and attack my face and, uh, and just, uh, and just move on. I'm just going to let that headline just sit there. From The Verge, a tech company that was said dead is coming back. Jibo, a tech company that was basically a meme 
among the Linus Tech Tips community is coming back. Now that NTT Distributions has bought the company Jibo. Jibo was a social media robot that did basically nothing, but was adorable in the way that it did nothing for almost $800. And my God, it's coming back. And I'm not going to lie. I have pretty much nothing to say other than, oh boy, here we go again. Which now brings us to the last burb, the last story of the day, the weirdest story of the day. KFC is making 3D printed chicken nuggets. Oh boy, here we go. KFC went and saw Burger King and how well the Impossible Whopper went and how it's still going fairly strong. By the way, I actually did uh, break my diet and actually went and had an Impossible Whopper. That is awful. I'm sorry. Maybe the maybe the one I got was just a bad example, but compared to the to the Whopper I bought from the same Burger King, the Impossible Whopper was just like, I mean, it's it's passable. It was okay. Then you take a real Whopper. It's like, oh oh god, no, this is way better. But you're thinking KFC is getting in on the whole synthetic plant based meats by 3D printing their chicken nuggets. Oh no, no. This is even stranger because the 3D printed KFC chicken nuggets actually do contain chicken meat. It's just going to be heavily processed and unrecognizable, so basically pink slime, printed into a nugget shape. Why? Why would you do this? It's just like... Yeah, you you know what I want to do? I want to take real chicken. Real. Great textured. Moist. Juicy chicken. Throw it into a blender until a point where it's a liquid. Combine it with a whole bunch of other stuff. And then feed it through a tube. So it could be unrecognizable I I just I really do want to know I really wish that I had access to a fly on the wall that could tell me just what the heck the KFC executives were thinking when they greenlit 3D printed chicken nuggets. Folks, that is going to do it for this episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. Thank you so much for listening. And I do encourage you, please check out our daily podcast, The Early Burb Briefing, a quick three minute rant daily 
involving topics that you hear on this podcast. And also check out my Twitch page, twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon. We stream there almost every day. Take care, and hopefully we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. to know is KFC just going to 3D print these chicken nuggets to just look exactly like chicken because if we go ahead go through all of this and just 3D print chicken meat back onto the bone so that it's just like, hey, look, we made a we made a 3D printed chicken nugget. It looks just like a chicken leg. Then then you know what? I'll I'll just say it. Bravo, KFC. Bravo. You have successfully trolled us harder than when you have claimed that you are gonna go ahead and launch your own chicken bucket console. I'm still waiting for that, by the way. I'm I'm waiting for the game console that is also an air fryer.